you know, what you said just there gave me a brilliant idea for another podcast. Oh, tell me. So I think we call we call this the uh, "Where You Fly Into" podcast. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun! And now, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California. This sounds great. You sound amazing. I always sound amazing. It's the world famous. Everybody sitting off like BFS. Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for being here today. And I am Chris. And I'm Christine. And welcome to episode 150 of the Chris and Christine Show. Oh, fantastic. We are coming to you from Studio D. What does Studio D stand for? It stands for the design studio of the Chris and Christine Show. No, we are at the design at the Christine Smith Design Studio that we have converted as an extension of our traditional K2 studios, which is normally inside of the house. But yeah, today we are coming to you from the Christine Smith Design Studio. We've got a cute little setup over here. I'm looking at you. You feel kind of far away. Well, normally we're about the same amount of space apart from each other, about the same distance, I would think, right? Usually. Maybe, except the difference is now that we have uh, our microphones where we're facing each other. We've got the computer in the middle of us instead of you having the computer behind you, and uh, I'm super comfy in my my little chair over here. It's feeling pretty pretty cool over here. And I can see I see the big love flower wall right behind you. It's, I know it fits you perfectly having the big flower wall with a, a neon sign of love right in the middle. I totally get the vibe being in this room right now. And I know you had a client come by today to actually check out the place. What do they think? Yeah, of the place? I had a client, Caitlin, that was over here today. So she lives in Tulsa, but she was flying out here for a couple of different wedding appointments. She's getting married in San Marcos in May. And I had reached out to her remembering that she was going to be in town this week just to see if we could finally meet in person because we actually had not met in person yet. We've been working uh, remotely. So we've met through Zoom and phone calls but I'm doing wedding coordination and her floral designs for her. And so she came over today and she loved the studio. She thought it was so cute. You know, everybody loves the studio. I mean, I love the studio too. I, I see this thing. I'm like, it looks amazing in here. It's like a little cute little office. It's actually a multi-purpose room because you do use it for actually making the flower bouquets in this room. So it's like a full-on like sweatshop up in here. Why would you call it a sweatshop, you dingbat? Well, I mean, you are the one in here, like you're hiring people. But I'm saying, like, you know, you're in here. No, it's definitely a workspace. Like today, when before Caitlin came over, there was stuff everywhere because it was wedding flower chaos from this past week. We had two weddings, one on Thursday, one on Friday. And so there was piles of stuff everywhere. And I was looking around feeling like, oh, goodness, how am I even going to get this cleaned up? But you know what? It shapes up pretty quick here. The one thing I did notice, while it is like a blank slate in here and there's like, it's just the walls, it's so cute and, you know, it has a couple of little decor items. I don't have any storage in here, which means that when I'm getting ready to have a client come over, there's no cupboards to shove stuff away into. Well, you have that like little storage thing next right. to you. It's but got a couple has, baskets in there, but not a lot but of But that space. has my supplies. It has like pens and cleaning supplies and things like that. But when I have like bud vases and I had a baby shower in and I had did some crafts in here last weekend. So I had succulents and hog glue guns. And so I was having to 
like really get everything out of here earlier today. And so I stored it around the side of the shed in buckets. <laughs> no way. So if yeah. I go around the back there, it's all kinds of it's stuff. Just, there's just on the side, there's like four buckets. Well, that you are know, full you know like, what? It kind of reminds me of when like you went to Universal Studios and they told us when you do the whole backdrop theater uh, thing where you go around the back lot tour, they mm-hmm. call it, and they have all these fancy looking sets. They say they only really make the front of the set look amazing. The backside's just nothing because the camera never sees the backside. Right. So just like your client never saw the backside of the studio, right. that's where all your stuff went. Yeah. So. It was so funny because we were talking about bud vases. And when we were talking about the bud vases, I was like, oh, hold on one second. I have them right here in a bucket. So I brought the bucket in and I started pulling them out. She's like, that's a funny way to store them. I was like, I was in a hurry to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the kids just shove all their toys in the closet. Exactly. That's what I did when I was a kid, too. It was like my mom would tell me to clean my room, and I'd just, like, shove everything under the bed. Oh, under, yeah, under the bed for sure. And if you have, like, a nice little, like, comforter that kind of hang down a little bit below to, like, where it came off your mattress down where it touched the floor, you could hide that little spot so you couldn't see under the bed. Yeah. Okay, good. I have to tell you this one secret this one time. So I was in, oh, I think I was in seventh grade. And my mom had told me to clean my room. So I went into my room and I shoved everything under my bed and then everything in my closet because I I struggled with organization as a kid. I just couldn't organize myself. Things would be out and around and I'd just like walk around it. I, and, only as a kid, you say, huh? Uh, excuse me, Buster, <laughs> that was a low blow. I'm just kidding, baby. No. Yeah, sure you are. There's a grain of truth with that. But I shoved everything under my bed and then into my closet. And then I went to school and I came home from school and I went upstairs to my bedroom. My mom was downstairs acting like nothing was wrong. I went up to my bedroom. My mattress was flipped up against the wall. No way. And she took everything out from under my bed and put it in the middle of my bedroom. And then she opened my closet and pulled everything out of my bed and stuck it in the middle of my bedroom. I lost it. I literally lost it. Wait, she did She lost it, it looks like. I no, mean, she just did it. And it was like, it was just done. And I walked into that. I pulled a Jacob. You know, like the screaming tantrum. How dare you? Oh, I was. How, how many out dare you no, drop? Oh, I was. I was. I remember I went. I hate you. I want to leave this house. It's horrible. I here. went ballistic i'm not gonna lie and i will never forget that my mom she got angry with me but then she just said just wait till your father gets home oh gosh that's like the worst and i was like and then my dad came home and let me tell you it took a a hot 10 seconds for him to put me in my place and Yep, I will never forget that day. It was like, don't cross mom because dad's going to back her up every time. That is so true. You mentioned about flipping the mattress up and over. That's kind of what you do when they do the uh, prison jail cell, like um, when they go and toss the cells, they call them for contraband. Like, How do you know that? Well, I've watched so many TV shows. On this. <laughs> I've watched so many documentaries on like, I used to watch, like I used to be into those. Of course, Locked Up Abroad was where Ugh. they, you know. You always watch that show. But then they had another one I used to watch. It was all about like, the jail systems or prisons or it was like it was like a documentary reality show about being inside jail or the prisons and they were talking about that kind of thing from a guard's perspective and of course the image perspective and it was all i think it was on the discovery channel back in the day the discovery channel all the good stuff man what happened to them but um <laughs> but i remember those things too tossing it up and uh, hiding all kinds of good stuff that's crazy your mom actually did that yeah she did and so i learned a very quick lesson which is you don't do a halfway job of cleaning your bedroom. And 
I had to learn how to start really tidying up after myself. And so, you know, I just, I feel like cleaning is overrated. Yeah, that's why you hire someone to do it. That's what's fun. That's what you got to do. You get to the stage in life where you just hire people to do all your messes for you, clean your messes up for I you. I mean, I, I try to keep us as tidy as possible, but in this house, it's like cleaning up after five people is way different than just cleaning up after one person. I mean, you got to realize before you and I got married, Zeke would come down and he'd stay with me, you know, on his weekends when he would come and visit. But for the most part, it was just me in my little apartment. And if I put something somewhere, then five days later, it would still be in that same place because I was the only person that lived there to move things. And so well, I saw things as just, just the opposite. I would see things like, hey, I'm the one person living here so I can clean up my little area. So my messes were very small and contained because they're just me and I would take care of it. And it was very easy to clean up after myself. But when you have to clean up after everybody else, that's a little difficult. Exactly. That's what I was saying is like in my apartment, it was always so tidy. It was so clean and organized and spotless. And, you know, speaking of cleaning up, just yesterday, you and I both went up to the Los Angeles area to uh, Fullerton to take care of a wedding. Yeah. It was like an eight hour, like eight, was it eight hours? No, it was a 12 hour gig. 12 plus hour driving two gig. hours on each side. But speaking of cleaning up, we did not have to clean up. Well, we kind of did, but not like. You say we didn't have to clean up. Let's be clear. All right, friends. So, Chris. I did invite you to go with me. And of course by the you way, did. by the way, you were a great assistant yesterday. Well, thank you so much. Even I, though do, I kill it. You even know? though every time I would ask you to do something for me, you were like, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, fine, I'll do it myself. You were very good company uh, for me. Uh, and no, you kept it. my spirits up the whole day. But it was a very long day and we got exhausted. Oh my goodness. Uh the wedding was at some event, uh, some wedding, what do you call it? A, a, a venue. A venue, I guess. And we were there, and they already had a florist already picked out to do all the flower stuff. Right. Um, but I do have to say that your flowers are way better, like a million times better. Oh, uh, well, thank you. I mean, the the florist did a very nice job. And well, she yeah, it was very nice. She executed the bride's vision, and my style's different. Your style is different, but I like your style. Thank you. You know, it's, I appreciate it's, that, it's very, It's awesome. Like, your style is... I mean, you take so much, like some of the flowers they used, I thought were kind of like those basic flowers you get like at the side of the freeway selling in the little Honey, plastic bags. Don't talk, don't talk down about somebody else's. Yesterday's wedding was beautiful and it was the bride's vision. Well, I'm and, sure it was. Great. And so we're not going to speak bad about it. I'm just saying you were- they had a different florist. That's fine. They did, had a florist. We were hired for coordination purposes. So when someone hires you for coordination, a coordination only, not the flower gig. So what mm-hmm. do you, what does that mean? Like say, hey, I need you for coordination. What do you do? Well, it's interesting because this wedding they had um, their ceremony at a church, but the church fee that they paid included a coordinator at the church. So I didn't actually have to go to the ceremony at all, which is helpful because I give my clients a max of 12 hours. And what was happening is their ceremony was at 12 in the afternoon. Their cocktail hour didn't start until four. So they had this huge break in time. And so I asked my clients, like, do you want me to start before the ceremony? And then my time would only go, you know, like, 10 hours from then. 10 hours? Yeah. So 10 hours from then, which would be because I would have to start at like 10 a.m. before the ceremony, then I would have only been there until like 8, which wouldn't have gotten them through all the way of the reception. And we'd have like three hours of dead time. So they said, no, we don't need you at the ceremony. We want you for the reception. So you and I drove up. 
We started at 12 at the venue. And then what we are hired to do is put out all of the extra decor. So they had a florist. The florist took care of all of the florals. But when I arrived and I was unpacking everything, I realized that there were table runners for the tables. Now, for those who don't know, what is a table runner is like a waiter or what is a table runner? A waiter? A table runner runs the table, gets the food. No, table runners are fabric that go down the center. No way. They're fabric? Okay, ding that. (laughs) It's a flat fabric that goes down the center of the table. So we had to move all of the centerpieces off of the table and put down the runners and put the centerpieces back down on top. Um, Then we had to get the bride had purchased uh, special little glass candle holders and uh, for little tiny candles, like three or four per table. So we had to take those out, get the candles in, put those out on the tables. We had to put all of their cutesy little pictures up. Um, Let me think of what else. Oh, get the seating chart up. And just all of the little things that we had to do was just kind of, you know, all of the little final details for the wedding. Make sure that uh, the I went over everything with the caterers to make sure that everything was going to be out correctly. Uh, we had to go run an errand to pick up some some pastries, some uh, Mexican sweetbread. It's called pan dulce. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. Pan dulce. And so we went and picked that up. And that was like 20 minute drive each way. Uh, and then so this was interesting. The venue that the bride and groom selected, well, it does one entree. Like you choose the entree, that's what everybody gets. And so um, they were having a chicken dish. But what happens if you're a vegetarian or a vegan? Well, Uh, you eat crackers? No. Well, croutons, maybe a salad. Right. You have to eat something else and the venue doesn't provide it. So you have to bring it in from the outside. And so I was talking with the bride a few days before and I asked her, did you make arrangements for the vegan meals? She had three vegans and she said, um, no. And she said, there's just two. And I was like, okay. And she said, you know, here's the restaurant that I want to go through. And I was like, okay. And I looked at it and it was like a 10 or 15 minute drive. And I was like, gosh, I'm going to have to go pick that up right as I'm doing the grand entrance. And so when we got to the venue, uh, I double checked that day with the bride and said, so we're confirming three vegan meals. And she said, oh, no, it's or sorry, two vegan meals. And she said, no, it's three now. So thankfully, I double checked. And then I talked with the venue and they let me know that two doors down from them, there was a Lebanese restaurant that had vegan dishes. And so I um, went down after we were doing some of the setup stuff and after we got the pastries, pre-ordered and paid for the meals said that I was coming to pick it up at 5.15, then went back to finish setup, and then was able to get all of those meals right after we did the grand entrance, and I hand-delivered them to each of the guests after the catering staff well, plated it. what if it was something they didn't like? Because even though I'm not a vegan, like, they say this, you know, like, if you're a vegan, but how much... When would they even light and joy what you got them? Or would they like something else? I mean, I don't know. I they mean, were grateful. Okay, yeah, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if the if the actual the variety of vegan food is is quite of you know variety like it is of regular food. Well, that's the interesting thing. When you go to a wedding, you sign up for whatever they serve you. But the, the nice thing is, this wedding had a ton of food. So they started off with this like their cocktail hour had a huge charcuterie table, like meats, cheeses, grapes, berries, things like that, crackers, veggies, like that. crackers, yeah. And then uh, we went inside and the guests had dinner and it was a chipotle chicken and veggies, rice, and a roll. And then um, 
we went, you know, did toasts and then they cut the cake. I don't think the cake served everybody because the bride and groom didn't even get served cake. They had that little sample piece they do for the pictures and I know, things like that. But that was but typically, I did see them bring cakes out. I did see them bring slices. Right, on, but they on didn't a, serve the bride and groom. They didn't even get a slice of their own cake. Well, they were busy dancing. Then no, I you way. always serve the bride and groom first. Always, always, always. So they didn't get cake. But then they had the pandulce that was there out there with the coffee. And then a little bit later, uh, the taco lady arrived and they had these. What were the hot dogs? Okay. Uh, they're called, uh, they're seriously heart attack grill hot dogs because they're a hot dog wrapped in bacon, fried on like a griddle grill thing or something like that. That's how they cook them. So basically real bacon wrapped in a hot dog. And yeah. They, and they serve it with a. Uh, Looks like they had vegetables like uh, peppers and yeah, things like, like that. grilled peppers and onions. Right, so almost like you would do for a brat. I don't think they were brats. I think no. they were just regular hot dogs. Yeah, so they had um, those hot dogs, and then they had el el pastor, and they had uh, ground chicken and ground beef for tacos, and then they had um, this. It was like pork rinds. It's a thing with. I'm not a big pork rind. I'm guy. not either, it's but like, it's like it, a yeah. thing. It's like some I know. people. In the Mexican culture, they'll get the bags of pork rinds and then they put lime juice and then they put, um, it's like the Cholula, like the hot sauce. And right, yeah. It's kind of like that, like salty. But it's and like a powder, it's powder though, right? Yeah, kind of. Well, it could be the liquid or it could be the powder. I think that they had the powder yesterday, but they had the liquid lime juice. And so then they also had like this fresh natural pineapple juice. Anyways, there was a whole smorgasbord of everything going on. It was interesting. And don't forget the alcohol too. Yeah. But what was the really cool entertainment thing that we got to see? It was a band, a marching band that came through, all kinds of trumpets. What are they called again? It this was called a banda. Banda. Uh-huh. It is all about the Mexican trumpets and tubas and um, they had, a t they had a clarinets and they had a singer. They had drummers. Yeah, they had a drummer too. They they marched into like a marching band. Yeah, it was really cool. So with the banda, when they are performing at a wedding... It's tradition that the bride and groom come before them and they enter in. So it was like a second grand entrance. So we got to take the bride and groom outside. And then the banda paid, played the song that they wanted for their entrance. And it's a second first dance for them. So, you know, for groups, for weddings where they just use the banda as their regular music, then they would come and have the entrance with them and they would go right into their first dance. But I mean, it was so loud, but it was so cool, and the it bride was. and groom were really happy. Oh, happy. the whole entire place was going nuts when those guys came in. Yeah, it was like it, it, it was almost like Ricky Martin just showed up or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They're going crazy for those uh, for, the, for the band when they were playing and, and all that stuff. It the banda, the bandai, banda, banda, b a n d a, banda. Oh, gotcha. Follow it's, it up. It's, instead of saying band, it's hey, banda. Hey, you know, speaking of food and good food, you know, coming up uh, next. Well, actually, this week, as we have this episode out, it is Thanksgiving week, and everybody loves a good Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, and I didn't even tell you this, but um, we're having Thanksgiving at our house. We are? Yeah. We might as well. You know, I just, your mom was going to have her, your sister and her family all over there and cook for everybody, and, you know, her kitchen's not really very big, and so I just said to her, like, hey, we weren't planning on doing anything. Chris does have to go to work, but you're welcome to cook everything over at our house. And so she reached out this morning. She said, were you really serious about it? Because I want to cook and I just want you to visit with me and not do anything and relax and I'll cook everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let that happen. And so I'm really excited. There you go. Yeah. Take yeah, off. Your yeah. Well, no, she'll be here, but I'll just visit with her and hang out and 
Your mom wants to cook. And... No, man, you can take the day off, day off cooking on, oh, uh, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 I've never done that. Last year, I did a lot of the cooking. Your mom did some too. But um, it'll be nice. I've just felt like it would be a nice opportunity because we have a little bit more room to have everybody here. And especially since your nephew, Brayden, recently had um, a leg strengthening surgery. That's right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, we're really excited to be able to have them over here. So congratulations. We're hosting Thanksgiving. And I have to work. So congratulations again, <laughs> I guess. Awesome. Well, you know, speaking of Thanksgiving week, one of the things that happens during Thanksgiving week is that there is the uh, busiest travel day of the year that comes the day before Thanksgiving. The day before, the day before, I thought it would like start of the travel week started like a Monday or no, typically, Tuesday. Typically, the day before Thanksgiving, out of all of the days of the year in the calendar, is the busiest travel day of the year. But kicking off travel, we have. Zeke coming down tonight. I'm so excited. So I'm going to be driving over, battling at the airport on Thanksgiving week. And speaking of that, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people choosing to travel this next week. They are. You know, do you think people travel more by plane or by car or is it a 50-50 split, you think? Well, I think that it just depends on where they live originally. But coming up next, I have a list of the top 10 domestic and then the top 10 international travel destinations that Americans are choosing to go to for Thanksgiving week. We'll be back with that right after this. Are you in the middle of wedding planning and feeling overwhelmed? There's no need to fret, my friend. Christine Smith Designs is here to rescue you. Offering wedding planning, coordination, and wedding floral design services, let us help relieve your stress and make your wedding day dreams a reality. Visit us at christinesmithdesigns.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E smithdesigns.com and request a free consultation. You'll be so glad you did. And welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to be chatting with you about the top 10 domestic and top 10 international travel destinations for Thanksgiving week. Ooh, can I guess? Would it be anything like tropical, just to get away from the cold? Yes, surprisingly, there are lots of tropical places on this list. Are you ready for me to jump right in? Yeah, so this is going to be what again? The top 10? So this first one, because we have two different lists. The first list is the top 10 travel destinations domestically. So inside of the United States, within the 50 states, the top 10 places to travel for Americans. Uh, number one is Orlando, Florida. Now, why Orlando? I know it's warmer down in Florida this time of year. I would think it's not. I don't know. Why don't you take a guess at what people would be going to in Orlando? Don't tell me Disney World. Um, absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. On Thanksgiving. I did hear that if you do go to a theme park like Disneyland, Disney World, whatever, it's open. I know Disney, Disney likes to stay open every day of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, that I heard the crowds are a lot less on a Thanksgiving. I know people have done this with their season pass or year, mm -hmm. year pass or whatever they have. They would go to Disneyland. On Thanksgiving, because to them, you know, it's just turkey and whatever. I mean, not be, you know, you, some of the restaurants may actually have that. Mm -hmm. uh, they have fancy restaurants at Disney. Disney's known for their stuff. Yeah. So they may have a full-on spread at the theme park. It's possible. So I you mean, can maybe still the, have Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, at the Plaza Inn. Hey, what was that place we went to with the character dinner and all that? That was almost like Thanksgiving. The way oh, yeah. That was the Harvest um, Cafe. And they had, like, really good food. It was buffet. It was... Uh, it was all you could eat. They Meat, mashed potatoes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff was very similar to the yeah. whole Thanksgiving. So you could do that. 
And I bet the crowds are a lot less. Oh, uh, possibly. But I would say that the days before and after the holiday, they're probably super busy. Maybe on the holiday itself, not quite as busy. It's possible. Yeah, you got to think most kids are out of school this time of year. So uh, you got that going for you too. So anytime a kids are out of school, theme parks seem to be kind of busy. Yeah. Kind of for the most part. Well, speaking of that, the number two place that Americans are traveling to on Thanksgiving week is Anaheim, California. Now let me guess. Is this for the other theme park thing <laughs> by Disney? It's called Disneyland. Isn't it amazing that when we look at the top travel destinations, it circles around the theme parks? And then uh, number three, you can take a wild guess as to why this might be, is New York City. That gets cold in New York City. But what's happening in New York City during Thanksgiving week? Is that the Macy's Day, Macy's Day Parade? Thanksgiving Day Parade, yeah. They still, they still do that? Yeah, they still do it. Is Macy's even around anymore? Uh, you know what? Seen them closing down, so I don't know if it's sponsored by Macy's still. It's formally known as Macy's <laughs> Parade. Maybe it's just going to be called the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but um, is that the one that Santa Claus comes into? Uh huh. Yeah, wow. it kind of kicks off at the very end. You know, I hate to see this, but I do. I was at the Costco the other day, and it's all their Christmas stuff. And I went to Best Buy earlier in the week, and they have their full on aisles are like t- they have TVs like stacked up because they. Because the uh, was a Black Friday sales mm-hmm. this week, and they're all getting ready for it. Like last week, they're all everything's getting ready. It just kind of amazes me how they got all the Black Friday stuff set up. So if you're looking for a new computer, or a new TV set, you know maybe maybe Friday be the day to do it. You know that is quite possible. Well, yes, New York City was number three. Okay, the number four one really surprised me. I would never have thought of this. Number four on the list of domestic travel destinations for Thanksgiving week is Dallas, Texas. Okay. Is it because of family or because of weather or both? I, I don't know. I mean, Dallas. Uh, oh, you know what? I know why. I thought of it just now. What? The Dallas Cowboys always play Thanksgiving for the, um, they always play Thanksgiving. But that's, no. Yes, they do. And it's, you think that that's enough to draw people there? I don't know. I don't see why not. Well, I, I was mean, wondering if when it said travel destinations, if it was looking at the flight patterns, because Dallas tends to be a hub for different airlines to fly through for people to then travel internationally. So like Dallas is um, a key oh, so they are airport. In, they're an international airport. Yes, as is like Atlanta. So I wonder if people fly there and actually fly internationally from there or if it's actually a destination for them. I just thought of something you're saying about the international, regular um, national airports. Would be like John Wayne. Is that international or a regular domestic airport? John Wayne is international. It is? Yeah, but it's just a smaller scale one. It's not like LAX. Well, I think of like LAX, LAX and I know San Diego is supposedly international also. It is? It is? Yeah. But it's smaller though, I guess. Yeah, it's smaller, but the San Diego airport, I mean, there's flights to Europe, there's flights to Mexico, there's flights to, um, yeah, all over Europe and Mexico and Asia, I think you have a stopover. I don't think they go directly to Asia. What about Fresno? Is that international or no? Fresno is an international airport because they have flights to Mexico. Oh, well, check that out. I yeah. guess I guess so. Oh, okay. what, what trip? All right. Well, number literally, what a trip. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. Number five on the list is Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Now that's gotta be because of the weather. I think so. I think all these uh cities you're saying that are south so- south of like Colorado, it's gotta be all like weather related. Yeah, know? my grandparents used to go to Arizona. Um, in the winter time, and they call them the snowbirds. That's true. I should hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, snowbirds. All the RVs come down with all yep. the Colorado plates or Wisconsin plates or Minnesota plates. All their mm-hmm. RVs that come down here and they live it's down. It's like the Great Migration. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, who wants to live in snow? Hey, just funny. Just uh, today on the news, I saw that um, 
what field was oh, the the Bills? Like their field was covered in snow. Ugh. It's like like blizzard snow all over That's the crazy. all over the football field. Can you imagine having to play football in that? That's I so can cool. imagine watching a game in that. You know? No, I can't. Uh, okay, well, number six on the list is Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, let me think. It's just got to be because of the weather. It's the only thing I think of. I think so. And the probably great deals. They have great deals time of year? I, I don't know if they have great deals, but kids have typically a week off of school plus the weekend before and after. So if you think about it in your family and don't want to travel during Christmas break because it's peak travel time, then maybe you take just, you know, a week off, travel, you know, one weekend, come back the next weekend and you get a solid five days there. But you're not having to go through customs and getting passports and everything like that. Yeah, I love Hawaii. I, I, I love, Hawaii is like going to another world, but yet you're still in America because your phone works, your money works, your language works for the most part. Mm-hmm. But um, also, too, I thought about this, too, is that like if you're booking a trip to Hawaii during the week of Thanksgiving, most people are going flying to like their relatives, their families, mm-hmm. wherever they could be possibly living, right? So what if you decided to book your family vacation during the week of Thanksgiving and just take the jet out of here and go to Hawaii? I think it'd be less crowded, maybe a better deal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether it's less crowded or not, but it just sounds really like a nice place to go, especially if you're from uh, an area of the country that is very cold. Yeah, if you're covered in snow right now. Right. I keep seeing these pictures on like social media of people posting outside their front door of like their front lawns covered in snow. They have to shovel their sidewalk to get to their car. Oh, my word. Already. Like right now, there's probably a lot of snow going on. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised San Diego's not on this list. Uh, number seven on the list is, and I can't say this right, I Kahului, Maui. Well, it's in Hawaii. It's yes. in the state of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of deal. It's a tropical place. It's warm. You know, in Hawaii, it does get kind of, it does get cold in the wintertime. But when we say cold, we're talking it gets down to like the 60s or something like that, mm-hmm. which is like nothing, you know. But right. but it's still pretty cold. It's still, say, pretty constant, the weather for the most part. Year round, you pretty much expect like 70s mm-hmm. or 80s for the most part year round, which is always nice. Yeah. And we went in October and it was what, like 80s when we were there? Um, yeah, it was right around there. It was pretty warm, but it felt really good. Yeah, I loved it. It was hot a couple of days, like pretty hot a couple of days to where it was like, like skinny strap tank tops and yeah, it got really warm. All right. So number eight on the list is Atlanta, Georgia. Now, why would he pick Atlanta? Does Atlanta get snow? I don't think it No, did. no, it's too low for snow. Are you sure? Uh-huh. No, oh, I thought they did. No, maybe in the area, other areas of Georgia that are like more hilly, but Atlanta, I don't believe that it does. Uh, but again, I'm wondering if people go to Atlanta as a destination or if they're going there, like through there to an international location. But this list would be people that actually go there and stay there. It wouldn't, I think be, it wouldn't so. be like, hey, this is your, your, this is your, your layover destination spot, you know? Right. That's what I think. And then number nine is Tampa, Florida. Another warm city spot. It's probably, uh, I've never been to Tampa. Now they are on the Gulf side of the state, right? Mm-hmm. So I've never been to the Gulf of Mexico. Um, I never seen that. I, I, you know, it's it's. Um, I think a lot of hurricanes. Not this time of year, right? And that's probably nice this time of uh, year. Yeah, I don't think it's this time of year. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was last month that there were a lot of hurricanes. So maybe we're on the tail end of hurricane season. Um, oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. But then the last number, number ten on the list of the domestic travel destinations is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Everything on this list, I think everything except for New York. Was south, right? Right. Everything was in the and warm, warm, warm spots. It tells you something. Hey, you know, you want to live where it's warm, especially this time of year. You know, I've never lived in a super cold 
destination. I was always, I find it very curious, very fascinating. What is it like to have to like shovel your car out of snow? Like how do you even like find the road? Everything's just white. Like where do you know where the, the curb is and the street is? Like how do you even know that stuff? I know they have snow plows and they have like the salt they sprinkle down all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But even with all that, I always find it kind of fascinating. Like, how do you even find out where you're going? You know, and then what is it like to walk out and look at your phone's temperature and it says it's negative, like 30 below. <laughs> and you're like, does it even, how's it, it's just a mind, it screws your mind. You're like, how do you even do that? Yeah. Because um, I heard that once you get down to like, like for me, the coldest I ever been in, it's probably like, like 20 degrees. Wow. Which is pretty cold for me. I've been, it's a lot colder than that. I know you have, but I, I just <laughs> want to wonder, does it make a difference between 20 and yes. zero? Yes, it over, makes a difference. Now, does it make a difference between zero and negative, like negative 10 below? I've not been that cold before. I was kind of wondering, I was asking somebody about that. Like, does it make it much of a difference? Because and I don't want on the extreme other side, when it's hot, 110 and 115, much of a difference, I don't think. 115, 120, maybe, but I think it's all about the same. I, I think once you get 110, it all feels like crap, you yeah. know? Well, did I ever tell you the time that Ezekiel and I got stuck out in uh, Thanksgiving week in Minnesota. Were you driving, flying, or what? No, no. So we flew out there. My sister Kim and her husband Tim had just moved to Minnesota from West Virginia, and she didn't have a nanny yet or like a childcare provider for her kids, but she'd gotten a job and didn't know what she was going to do for childcare. I was a vice principal at the time, and I decided, you know, it was a family need that I was going to take the time off of work. And I was going to go out and help my sister and take Zeke with me. And so uh, we Zeke and I flew out and it was our first time traveling by ourselves. So we got a flight. We had to fly out of LAX. So I drove down with him. We stayed at a hotel. He was so excited the night before. It was like his first big trip with just me. That was our first time that we traveled just the oh, two wow, of us. Wow. And he was, oh, I think he was like four. Maybe he was five. And then uh, we flew out to Minnesota and then we babysat my sister Kim's two little kids and then got her oldest to school because the two little ones were preschool and toddler age. And then so Zeke was there with his cousin Ashlyn and um, they were like four years old. We did all kinds of fun stuff. Well, at the tail end of the week, this huge, huge storm comes in and it was like the night before we were supposed to fly out. And when I say huge, it was like blizzard conditions and it was right around thanksgiving which is kind of crazy like you were talking about shoveling in the snow and i had a ford flex uh, rental car which is just like the one that i drove at home because i was like if i'm going to be in the snow i need something that i'm familiar with so uh, we were like we woke up the next morning and we were going to have to go to the airport and then i looked outside and it was completely covered and then The plows couldn't even get through because the snow was so deep. And so we were trapped in the subdivision. Everybody was for the day. Fortunately, we had food and water and everything at my sister's house. And we thought, okay, well, we'll cancel our – because even the airport was shut down because of the snow. We would cancel our flight, move it to the next day. So uh, we're getting ready to go to bed that next night. Another blizzard-like part of the storm comes in. Yeah. Socks us in even deeper. And it was so deep that the snow drifts, because the snow was blowing, you know, once it fell, it would blow. The snow drift was two inches, or sorry, two feet taller than me, the way that it hit. It was like seven feet tall. It was so tall. I have a picture of it. No way. Yeah. So we went to bed, woke up the next morning, plows still couldn't get through. We were delayed for three full days. 
And then the airport had been shut down for all that time until they plowed the roads enough. And then um, Ezekiel and I drove very carefully back to the airport to be able to get to our flight. Was your car a all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive, you remember? I don't remember. You remember all of that kind of stuff, but I didn't have chains. Well, I, I do know that um, if you live in the areas up there, up North Canada, or of course up in the Minnesota area and all, any place where it's really snowy, they say like the Subaru Outbacks are very popular because mm-hmm. they have the all-wheel drive feature. I think most cars have an all-wheel drive version. I know mm-hmm. your car has an all-wheel drive you can buy. And I know that um, other other SUVs, other cars have it too. And I think mm-hmm. it's a really popular sell item in places like that, in which yeah. you really, really need it. Yeah, we definitely did. We finally made our way back to the airport in our, you know, big old puffed up jackets. And the kids had fun because they were, you know, able to make little snow angels and things like that. But uh, we went into my sister's backyard and she told me, like, you guys need to be careful because the snow is unexpectedly, it's super deep. So like when you walk around the house, just make sure that somebody's with you. I had no idea how deep it was. You know, I had little Zeke with me and we were walking around the side of the house and he took a step and like, like went down. Yeah. He was like up to his waist and he couldn't get out. So fortunately I was there. I was able to pull him out, but like dangerous snow can be very dangerous. You need to wear like those uh, tennis rackets on your your feet. (laughs) You know, those snowshoes. The snowshoes. Yeah. Those things where you can actually walk around that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay. So those are our top domestic travel destinations for Thanksgiving. Let's hop and right. San Diego is not on that list. No, so. it's not because we do get kind of cold. I think not like not like um, like Texas probably gets no, closer. but Remember Texas had the big snowstorm. They they got blizzard in. Blizzard in. Mm-hmm. We've never had that here. You're right. You're right. Well, we didn't make it. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. But yeah, well, actually, it's probably a good thing too. Less cars on the road. You know. More yeah. people leaving town than come in here, you know? Well, the top 10 travel destinations for international travel this Thanksgiving now, week. okay, question on this. International, now is people leaving America and going there or people who live in like Italy coming here? Well, honey, we're the only ones that celebrate Thanksgiving. So it's us wait, traveling. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, uh, Canada do. They have Thanksgiving. No, they is have it? a different Thanksgiving. No, they don't. They have Thanksgiving also. No, they have it at a different time and it is not for the same reasons as we do. Okay. Well, okay. So our first. Well, now, it, why, why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? Thing? Oh, Chris, let's not get into this. We're going to get into the international travel destinations for Thanksgiving. Okay. This is assuming you're American and you're leaving town. Uh, right? Am I going to be able to read this at all? I go, go right ahead. Don't let me stop you. Yeah. Well, you have four times. So the first item <laughs> on the list, the first international travel destination is Cancun, Mexico. Oh, another warm destination. And I wonder if they uh, will even serve you an American dish of Thanksgiving when you go down there. Taco turkey, turkey tacos with, with guacamole stuffing. Oh, my gosh. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, number two on the list. Well, first of all, Cancun. Which side is that on? That's okay, like that's on, on the Gulf the, side, it's right? It's on the Gulf side. It's south. It's actually it's actually very south. It's close to where if you look at Mexico, you see where it kind of goes from kind of fat to kind of narrow and kind of swings mm-hmm. up a little bit. They are down there. So it's near the tail. Yeah. yeah. So isn't Cancun part of like the not the Mediterranean? What do they call it? Like the the Caribbean, like the Eastern No, they're, they're on that side. They're on the Gulf side. So they are on the Gulf of Mexico, which is like shared with Texas and Florida. Florida, right. Texas, Louisiana, it's all on the Gulf of Mexico. Right. That's the and, Caribbean side. No, the Caribbean. I think Caribbean's like Florida side, like down by, by the, uh, like below Florida. Isn't that Caribbean? Oh, I see what you're saying. So not up top where, oh, oh. 
So they're not I quite. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but, but Cancun's not quite high. They are low. I heard they're like they're heard they're lower than Miami. Okay. Like if you look at Miami and, and Cancun, like a straight line, they um, Cancun's lower than Miami, but it's all so very tropical. Then. Yeah, I heard it's very green, lush, like uh, a lot closer to the equator. I'm sure. Yeah, I heard that when you stay there in Cancun, it's not that far to drive to see the pyramids mm-hmm. when you're in Cancun. They've got tours and things like that. Yeah, well, number two on the list is a place I've always wanted to go, and it's Montego Bay, Jamaica. Ooh, now that is definitely in the Caribbean, I know. Yeah, and Jamaica sounds amazing this time of year. Yeah, I've never been down to the Caribbean. Uh, Jamaica, what's the other? Uh, uh, Puerto Rico's down there, too. I think Jamaica's south of Puerto Rico, I believe. We're getting into all this geography. I don't need to get into all of it. Just know that I wanted to go. The next one I've always wanted to go to also. All these places you want to go to. Yeah, Aruba. Where is that on the map? Aruba, Jamaica. Is it by Jamaica? Ooh, I want to take it to Bermuda. There you go. Isn't that like a Beach Boys song? Yes, it is. All right. Well, I don't know what Aruba is famous for, but it sounds amazing because it's- I don't even know where it is on the map. So if you said going to Aruba, I said, great. North, south, east, west. I don't know which way to go. (laughs) Okay. Well, the next one you know, and it's Los Cabos, Mexico. Oh, I think I've been there a couple of times or once. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's down there. If you go, that's an easy little trip. Like if you're from California, I could see that like going to Los Cabos would be like pretty simple. Right. So like an hour, hour and a half flight. From yeah, here pretty or, simple. Or L.A. Uh, direct flight down there. It's down there. If you don't know where it is, if you look at Mexico and it has that peninsula on the on the left side, on the Pacific side, the peninsula. It's at the very bottom part of Baja, mm-hmm. the very bottom of the tip, like the very very bottom of the point. You are very good with your Mexico geography. Look at you, rock star. I know. You're huh? like acing it over here. Okay, number five on the list of international travel destinations is Nassau in the Bahamas. That is where they have that super cool Atlantis like water park slide, the Atlantis Resort with a water slide that you sw- it goes down through like sharks or something through a tunnel and you see shark. I heard about it, but yeah. I don't know. We were supposed to go this past summer. What happened happened about that? We're not talking about it. Well, it's somewhere better, though, I think. Yeah, maybe. Thank you for coming to see me. (laughs) I just can't even with you. I'm still bitter. Nassau in the Bahamas. Okay, number six is St. Lucia in the West Indies. Okay, another place I don't know nothing about. Where is that on the map? Is that in the, the Caribbean? Uh, No. Is it by the? Is it over by the? Pacific? You know what? I don't know. See? I don't know. You do. You don't know. I thought I did, and then I started to think of the map in my head, and this just shows how like unaware I am. Of well, it's the world. definitely. It sounds like it's definitely in a warm spot. Yes, and it's beautiful. So it's supposed to be, but the number seven one on the list is not a warm spot, and so I'm puzzled by this one. The number seven travel wait, international. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it like Switzerland or something? No, not quite. Okay, Germany. No, not quite. Is it in Europe? Yes. Okay, Italy. No. Greece. No. Oh, I know, I know. Is it London? No. Getting closer. Spain? Is it? Oh, no. is it France? Paris, France. No, that's not closer. Yeah, it is. Like, no, it's like you said ten, London, and I said closer. It's a, it's a ten-minute um um uh, laser jet. What's it called? Not laser. The, it's an uh, hour rocket rocket ride across uh, rocket uh, ride under the channel. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, no. ten, minute, ten minute rocket ride. It's not ten minutes, but uh, no, it's Dublin, Ireland. Oh, well, really? Yeah, Ireland. I was I was puzzled with that too. I wonder if like how many people were surveyed on this list. If it's like oh, four people went to Dublin, that makes it you know number seven on the list. Well, I mean, I you know it's funny, but if you look at the map, Ireland 
is not on the same island as England. I didn't know this. I thought they were like one big giant like thing. Ireland is actually on the left. So Ireland is closer to America than England is. Yes, it is. Just because over the now how far apart but are those? They're on the same land. They're not. Okay. You keep talking. I'm looking this up now. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. So Ireland is on its own island to the left of England. Now, England is on its own island, of course, too. So in England, it's the island to the right. It's a bigger one of the two. But I wonder how close they are together, if you like. Because they know they're next to each other, but not really close. But I did hear that the uh, channel, as it's called, where you f- you go on the little super train, it goes, takes you from London to Paris. How did I not know that Ireland is a completely separate land what? substance? You were right. You are right. You are big fat right. But for some reason, I thought that it was. Uh, dude, you're killing it with the geography tonight. But I want to know is how far apart they are. Can you like take a ferry boat or is it like a take airplane or something? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. Okay. But I do know that if you take a uh, the fast super train from London to, um, I heard it's only like 10 minutes, uh, you know, traveling, but they travel like 100 miles an hour or whatever it is under the sea. Now that'd be crazy. I always wondered, like, if that train breaks down, like under that whole, like, Underwater. No, nope, don't even get us started. How do you get nope, out of there? Uh, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. That's so scary. Okay. According to uh, Google, at its closest distance between Ireland and England, they are 12 miles apart. Ireland and Britain are just 12 miles apart at the Irish Sea's narrowest point, but waters run deep here in every sense. For the past century, Ireland's northeast corner has been part of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Very interesting. You said waters run deep. What are you? What are you gonna walk across? No, like waters run deep. Like, like the history is deep. Oh, I thought um, about, okay, like, but like it says if you that sink, no one's getting you. How far is Ireland from England by train? Dublin is around two hundred eighty-six miles, uh, four hundred sixty-one kilometers from London, and the journey takes four hours and six minutes. Uh, but if you travel on holidays, um, it could take longer. So. Dublin, Ireland is number seven on the list. Now we have a tie for number eight. Hey, if, for before we move on. Um, I would think the most popular time to go to Dublin, Ireland would be St. Patrick's Day. I'm sure that it is. But this is just saying like what the top places were during Thanksgiving week. Okay, gotcha. All right. So number eight is a tie. Um, two places that I wouldn't have guessed. Tel Aviv, Israel, and Calgary, Canada. It's a tie for number eight. Well, they are two places that are two different continents. I can tell you that much. Uh, brilliance over here across the table from me. Wow. Thank you. That Thank- was like earth-shattering information there. You know, I did learn something in school. Public schools, <laughs> the public education system. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Hey, and all. then uh, because there was a tie for number eight, our number nine is our final one on the list. And number nine travel destination is Paris, France. Yeah, hey, I guessed it. I said it was Paris, France earlier. Yeah. Well, well, you were like saying like 17 other ones too. So these are places that you would want to travel to to get away from America and do your own thing. Because obviously they're not going to have Thanksgiving dinner there. Right. Well, this is just the top 10 places that Americans choose to go to during Thanksgiving week. You know, when we say that it's like the busiest travel day of the year, I always wonder when I go to airports, like, oh, where's everybody going and what are they going for? And, you know, people travel to see family, like you said, by train, by car, by plane, by boat. Uh, but I think by far that when we talk about the busiest travel day of the year, it's that we're talking about plane and uh, car traffic. That you know what you said just there gave me a brilliant idea for another podcast. Oh, tell me. So I was thinking we call we call this the uh, where are you flying to 
podcast. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. You have a portable microphone, the Zoom Podtrack P4, like the one I have right here. And you walk through the airport. And you say, hey, uh, where are you traveling to? And you put a microphone in their face. And they say, oh, I'm going to see my relatives. I can't stand them. My gosh. Oh my gosh, you could get some really fun stories. Or you say, I'm, we're, we're supposed, I'm supposed to go on a work trip right now. But my, my ticket says Hawaii, and uh, I can't turn this down. <laughs> or, or I'm going to say I'm mistress. Don't tell my wife. Oh, my gosh. Don't say that. <laughs> you just never know what you're doing. You're horrible. Never, you know what's funny? I saw this super funny, super hilarious like meme on Instagram. I had to repost. It was so funny. It was uh, an airplane landing, mm-hmm. and it says a text read. It was, says the, uh, the wife and the uh, pilot are talking to each other as he's landing. Okay, honey, I'm coming for a landing. And she's like, okay, great. I'll see you here. I'm outside waiting for you. I can't wait to see you. And then she says, oh, by the way, who's Jessica? And then the plane just like, oops, takes right back off again. (laughs) See you later. That's funny. Well, this has been a great episode. Any last thoughts you have for our listeners on this wonderful Thanksgiving week as they're preparing to spend time with family? I think enjoy this time to be very thankful for all the things you do have versus the things you do not have. And that means going to Black Friday. I know you're going to see all the Black Friday deals. Mm-hmm. You're going to see all the Thanksgiving sales. And I don't even know if they're open on Thanksgiving. They used to be open on Thanksgiving Day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like the whole day was open. But I think a lot of those places said, you know what? Uh, you know, we're just going to do it for Black Friday. And I, I've never been the one to go in at 4 a.m. to buy a TV. I would maybe go during the day and see what they have left over. But. I yeah. heard it's cr- I was telling Jacob today, it's pure madness. Well, it used to be madness. Yeah. People got killed. Yep. You know, going to Walmart for a TV. Mm-hmm. Like the security guard or whoever was got trampled and died. Yeah. You know, I'd say take a step back, everybody. And we've been through in this whole world, not even just in America, but in the whole world, we've been through a really uh, challenging couple of years. And, you know, we we started this podcast right before COVID started. And then we really got really deep into it through the middle of COVID. And I think it helped us get through a lot of the challenges associated with COVID just because of, you know, being able to talk through things and bring up, you know, different relevant topics and feel connected with the outside world. So I would say if you're choosing to gather with people that you love, even if you've lost some over the last couple of years, remember not to take that time for granted because it's been such a hard journey and we were so separate from so many people for so long that this is a good year to celebrate just getting back to what's most important. I, for one, am not going to do any Black Friday shopping. I made that decision this year. I just want to focus on being present with family and just slowing down. But I do think that I will take this the end of this week to start doing some of the decorating around the house for Christmas, which is my oh, favorite. Oh, Chris, if you think Christine's wedding planning is crazy off the hook, you got to see what Christine's designed for her Christmas stuff. It is like I'm not even allowed to even decorate. I'm not allowed. To, I'm not allowed to touch nothing. It's like don't touch. It. I'm doing it. I'm doing it all. <laughs> I love and, it, it. and that's fine with me because if I did everything, it would be literally like. Hey, honey, it's like Christmas Eve. Are we doing some decorating? Uh, I guess so. Well, one thing I was wondering about, because so with Zeke being a senior now and he's not down here as often and the boys kind of being in and out, you know, whether, you know, different activities and things like that, I know it's normally an off limits thing, but I was wondering how you would feel about us actually bringing the tree out before Thanksgiving so the boys could help us decorate it. Yeah, that's fine. The reason why I say it's fine is because it is a fake tree, so it's not a real one. If you put a real one in on Thanksgiving, it'd be dead before Christmas. 
But I just meant because you before you'd been like, we don't put the tree up until after Thanksgiving. You know but what? I, but that, it's our kids. It, it is. Yes. This, I will make an exception for <laughs> this situation. Okay. Yay. So tomorrow we're going to start pulling everything down for Christmas. Sure. Let's do it. Just at least the tree. I mean, I could do the rest of the stuff with while the kids are gone, but I think at least the big tree... They get excited. They play this silly little mariachi song and they dance around like crazy kids. And tomorrow would be perfect because tomorrow just happens to be our second anniversary. Yes, it is our anniversary. As you hear this, it'll have already happened. But uh, I love you, babe. And I'm so glad that I married you of all the other women I could have married. But <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That is like a backhanded compliment <laughs> if I've ever heard one. You were so sweet and sincere. And then it was like. Um, you should be so happy that I chose you. <laughs> well, actually, I'm very happy I chose you. Well, thank you. You know, I, I hope that you're content with choosing me. I am. And, you know, it's funny because we had offers of your mom offered to watch the kids so that we could go out for our anniversary. And the one thing that I'm really grateful that we decided was, you know, we can go out on a date and we'll definitely do that. Spending time together is important. Uh, but more than anything, especially since we've been apart a lot this year because of different schedules, that we're going to go out as a family tomorrow to celebrate two years of officially being a family. So I think that putting up the Christmas tree, the kids will just love that. Oh, that is fantastic. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful cap for my vacation week. By the way, I've been on vacation all week long. It's my vacation, Chris, in the house all this week. I know. Wouldn't it feel so good to go back to work and like have the house looking so cute for Christmas? Especially going into Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I think, do think Thanksgiving really officially, if you think about it, globally or nationally anyways, is that it's really kind of kickoff for Christmas. Right. So there you go. Absolutely. And so we're going to take time to slow down and be with family. Um, and so we hope that we will be back with you next week because we know we did take a couple of weeks off, but it was because we were focusing on our family and focusing on spending time together. So thanks so much for loving us and being patient with us and listening to all our episodes. And if you want to find out more about the Chris and Christine Show, you can go to the website, which is chrisandchristineshow.com. And we'll be back with you next, next week. week.